Yo, this is the ancient Texan. Ask not what your country can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country. Of course, that was John Kennedy, John F. Kennedy. Oh, I don't know. I was kind of thinking about those days when I was growing up in the 60s. What a wonderful time period. We believed we could change the world. We knew how to do it. And when we got through, it was going to be a wonderful place. We had dreams. Wow. What a time period full of hopefulness, passion, dreams. Didn't completely start that way. I remember we had debates at school about JFK and Nixon. I was in a conservative fundamentalist religion then. And of course, I knew the world would go down the tube if a Catholic we never had a Catholic run the country before. If a Catholic became president, life as we know it would end. So in the debates we had in classrooms, uh, I wanted to be debating for Nixon. Uh, it was kind of wonderful, too, that we could actually have... Um, debates in our high school and be like a happy event like we'd go to discuss stuff and we'd get amped up and opinionated and we had our stories and blah 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 but there wasn't this feeling of dread when you're talking to someone on the opposite side which we now call polarization but it feels a lot like fear and distrust So then Kennedy got elected. We waited for the world to end. And everything he did, we knew we were one step closer to the end. But Kennedy had a way of breaking through. I mean, that speech he gave about what could we do for our country... Wow. That was like changing the landscape. Made everybody join together. Made us want to be all on the same team. America's team. Wow, could we use some of that. And then he set us uh, a national goal. See, because the Russians sent someone and their Spudnik up into space. And all we'd sent into space were monkeys. Probably not the most in, uh, kind thing in the world to send a monkey to space. But that's what we'd done. We'd send monkeys to space. and They sent a human to space. And I think they even sent one into space and, you know, what around a couple of orbits and came down and they recovered them. 
So that got us like, wow, the world's going to end. We thought it was going to end because Kennedy. But now it's going to end because of Russia. Russia has a nuclear bomb. And they're fixing to demonstrate their superiority in space. We are in deep shit. We started, uh, and I don't know which came first, the missile crisis or the under-the-table stuff. In my head, they're all the same time period. We did the, you know, bell goes off, we pretend a nuclear bomb's coming, and we get under our chairs. What a farce. (laughs) Why would the whole nation fall for that baloney and the school systems and the principals and the teachers have the kids get under the table to give them some sense that they're going to be saved by doing that? I, I don't know how long we were supposed to stay under the table. No one ever explained that to us. Everybody started making bomb shelters. You know, you have a bomb shelter out in your back and you go in there and, you know, you stay in there forever and then you come out, you know, years later when your food's all gone and your water's gone and uh, the apocalypse outside with, you know, radiated zombies running around uh, killing people. Probably where the zombie period came in. But what a farce. We did this national make-believe that uh, we had some plan for nuclear bombs, and we still have our heads in the sand on that. It's it's the most dangerous thing in the world. It's the thing most likely to end human civilization. Uh, it makes climate change look like it's a fairy tale. Uh, it's serious stuff, and. You know, an old man telling, ancient Texan telling you that's probably not going to change your mind or get it on top of anyone's agenda. But it's serious stuff. Well, with the missile crisis, um, the Russians dared to try to put in Cuba just like um, we had put missiles in Europe. Like in Germany. How dare they do what we do? How dare they question our superiority and our righteousness? We were right. They were wrong. They had to move their missiles. We didn't have to move ours. Um, Kennedy actually did a you know good job carrying out our righteous position. Uh, I mean, we all could have been wiped out, but Kennedy handled handled it pretty well. The Catholic, the guy we we're afraid of, that somehow the Catholicism didn't hamper his style, and he was able to do it. We also had rumors about him and Marilyn Monroe, but in those days, the reporters, if they were told not to, you know, report something. Um, that was kind of personal. They didn't. You know, Clinton came along after that. Bill Clinton 
came along after that policy had ended. Uh, we also were kind of kept secret that uh, Kennedy had back pain, uh, back injury, some kind of spinal disease, and was in pain a lot and took a lot of pain meds. Uh, we didn't need to know. We just need to get under those tables, be safe. But we were in a period where, you know, we believed we were going to change the world. Of course, the Vietnam War started under Kennedy. He didn't get to see it through because his big thing in Dallas where he got shot by uh, Henry Oswell. Uh, the lone shooter, or did he have help, blah, 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 why did he get killed off, all that drama. Uh, it's one of those things that people of the 60s remember where you were when it happened. Bernard Polk told me in the hall that Kennedy had been shot, and then pretty soon we all sat in our classes and listened to an announcement. Um... Uh, and I think we all got sent home early. Of course, I had to catch the bus, so that they had to get the buses there, so I didn't really end up getting to go home very early. Uh, but we're kind of waited for the, uh, you know, we stayed glued to the TV. Saw the, wow, that's sad. <laughs> Just thinking about it. Uh, Kennedy's son standing and giving a salute as his dad passed. I don't even know what happened to Kennedy's son. Don't even remember his name, but I remember him standing there at attention as his dad's coffin passed. Wow, sad times. Oh. Muhammad Ali came in there a little after that. Uh, and Johnson came in. We'd already started getting a little uh, suspicious that the story we were getting about Vietnam wasn't right on. We never caught on to the story about getting under the tables, but we caught on to the Vietnam thing because people started coming back from Vietnam. And they weren't the same. And Mundo guy that taught me how to tie my shoes, tie two knots and stick the ends back through because I, I was fixing to go to school six years old. He, he went to Vietnam, taught me how to run down a mountain, taking these big steps and kind of gliding and down the mountainside and how to run sideways down a ridge. Um, he taught my younger brother... Uh, how boys and girls are different on his sister. I think her name was Mary. But Amundo came back from Vietnam and uh, kind of missing teeth. Uh, I kind of figured out later that, you know, drugs and him had become close friends in Vietnam. Kind of a shadow of his former self. Um... Last I knew, he was working at a butcher uh, at a grocery store that 
my mom used to go to. Never saw him again, but I don't think he was headed on a good path. And a guy came back and wrote Western novels, Louise. Some turned out to be what came back in the drug business. That was back in the days when we killed serious amount of people, like 100,000 or something. It was not like they do now when they report that this year we've killed 10 people, or 10 people have been killed. Of course now, you know, a million of civilians in the country we go into die, like in Iraq. But we don't get killed, so it's a lot better. It's a lot less depressing for the people sponsoring the war. But JFK was kind of at the end of us believing all things were possible. You know, we had a dream, and we are going to save the world, and we were hopeful. Then he got shot, and it's kind of, I hate to use the word justice, but kind of poetic justice that his life um, and hope kind of ended the same time uh, I think the world could so use a dose of John F. Kennedy thing is people born now the millennials and a lot of people that are I'm an old dude ancient Texan never experience what it could be like for the nation to be full of hope and dreams and that we're going to save the world through democracy and ourselves and uh, we're going to have a wonderful world. We recognized it wasn't wonderful and that even what we were doing wasn't always great, but we had hope. Wow. What I... Wouldn't give for a little dash of that now. Because where we're going right now with the haves and have-nots, uh, and we can blame it all on Trump if we want to. I'm not a Trump fan. But I think this is much, much bigger than Trump. The haves and the have-nots and the hopelessness of the have-nots is much bigger than Trump. As long as we stay focused on Trump, I don't think we can see where the hope is gone. This is the ancient Texan. Namaste.